Hello 2024 and goodbye Pop-Tarts mascot. It, bowl season is officially over and we have our new a national championship game between Washington and Michigan. I'm going to be breaking down all of the bowl games and the national championship coming up next Monday. And also, we're finally at week 18 of the NFL season. We finally made it this far and we've got a lot of games to decide seeding and who makes it to the playoffs. So before we get started, make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, anywhere. Each podcast at Burgers and Brats and stay up to date with latest news on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and you can watch live on millions.co and check out the podcast website, burgersbratspodcast.com. So until the semifinals of the college football, there really wasn't a great game. Nothing that really stood out besides the Pop-Tart Bowl. The Kansas State versus uh, NC State, uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal scene there. The Pop Tarts mascot uh, going crazy all game, and then getting eaten by the winning team at the end, uh, going down into the toaster uh, with a sign that said "Dreams really do come true." That that was the highlight of bowl season until we got uh, to our semifinals. Uh, that that was incredible marketing and just. A fun atmosphere ploy by Pop Tarts and everything. So hopefully we can do that next year, and uh, even more teams, more bowl games will do this, uh, where we have an edible mascot. But the memes, I mean, I was scrolling on Twitter for hours just looking at memes. We're still getting memes on the Pop Tart guy. It was incredible, funny stuff. So that was the best part. That was the best ending to 2023 that we could have asked for. So hopefully you get some in 2024. And uh, we are going to get a national championship game versus two teams that haven't been there in 25-plus years. So Washington and Michigan making it to the national championship game. I went two for two in these picks. I had Michigan. I had Washington. Washington was a heavy underdog, too, and I I, I told y'all, Washington is going to get this win. They tried to blow it. So we'll start with that game. Uh, Washington... Uh, looked good all game except for that final two minutes and everything. I mean, offense was clicking. Uh, Michael Penix finally getting the love he deserves. Uh, he definitely, I could have given him the Heisman. I, I think Jane Daniels, yeah, he earned it. Uh, but I, I think Penix probably deserved it more. I mean, going undefeated, winning your conference, making it to the uh, semifinals. So I, I really would have, I mean, I could have seen Penix winning it. Uh, Definitely, definitely would have liked seeing that too, but uh, he looked amazing. Uh, Twenty nine of thirty eight for four hundred and thirty yards. Only two touchdowns though on the day, but uh, slinging it all over uh, the yard. Um, running back uh, should be back for this game. Uh, Johnson uh, did get injured in that final uh, final play for their offense, but he should be back for the national championship game. Uh, Odunza um, just. And Polk and McMillan, incredible trio of wide receivers for Washington. I mean, they could start in the NFL right now. They would be the best receivers on the NFL on an NFL team. I mean, Kansas City, uh, they need you. Uh, get these three guys there. Ewers uh, really kind of mundane, uh, especially in that the first three quarters. It did kind of light it up in the fourth quarter when uh, they did get some <laughs> some lucky breaks and everything, but. Uh, no turnovers, only one touchdown, and I mean not a great, not great efficiency. I mean twenty-four of forty-three for three hundred eighteen yards, though. Just turnovers cost this Texas team. Uh, they had two inside or 
two turnovers. So, I mean, that's two extra possessions that Washington is going to score on because this uh, offense is just so prolific. Um, Ubers did spread the ball out, though, pretty well. The good good set of receivers they have at Texas. Uh, really not one uh, specific player, but, I mean, everyone looked really good getting the ball. Uh, Washington, I mean, to blow this game, that sh- shoulda, coulda lost this game in the final second. That's why you have to... I get the pass call when it's third down and goal, but I think you should have ran the ball. I mean, make Texas burn timeouts. Just get rid of every possibility that Texas could get this ball back with time. Because, I mean, that ended up costing them 40 seconds, and that 40 seconds would have just ran out the clock, even with uh, Johnson getting injured for Washington. So you get the onside kick. Uh, you yeah you go conservative run the ball make Texas burn timeouts I I, I would kind of like to see you taking a knee there uh, honestly as well I know you can say that after the fact oh you wouldn't have known uh, he was gonna get injured but I mean when it's that third and long and everything and just risk the injury at that point I think I uh, just take the knee uh, run around for a few seconds take the knee there and burn some precious time because I mean it almost ended up costing you cost you forty seconds and. Uh, if you would have just ran the ball on the goal line or just needed the ball, you're not in any of that situation where you should lose. But heck of a defensive play uh, by Washington at the end. Washington has now won 10 straight by 10 points or fewer and five point, or five straight by seven points or less. <laughs> Some, I mean, just heart attacks for Washington fans uh, to win that many close games. I mean... Luck, luck has got to be on your side, winning that many games in a row that are that close. But also skill. I mean, Penix, Odunza, McMillan, Polk, Johnson, it looked really good. Defense looked really good. Offensive line. The Joe Mora winners, offensive line, phenomenal against a Texas defense line that people said was the best in the country. The first-rounders, I mean, Sweat, I think, only had one rush, uh, quarterback hurry. So uh, they the Washington offense line was amazing. Don't think of up any sacks and – uh, pressured a few times by I mean, Pinnock's ability to escape, which I hadn't really seen all year, uh, was there. So it c- could have been, uh, been disastrous for Washington, but they ended up getting the win, just like I predicted. Uh, Michigan and Alabama in the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl, the greatest scene in college football. There's no reason to move this. I don't know why you guys keep listening to Stephen A. Smith, who came out and said they need to move the Rose Bowl game to SoFi Stadium because of parking and everything. That's ridiculous. That I've been to the Rose Bowl. Uh, amazing. Uh, not Obviously, it's not a great stadium. It's not as up-to-date. But, I mean, the scene, the setting, uh, just the history of it, perfect for football. Uh, bucket list, you have to go watch a game at the Rose Bowl. It is just perfect. Picturesque, amazing. Uh, the game... Really kind of boring and lackluster until, obviously, uh, the kind of deep into the fourth quarter. I mean, Michigan came, was down by seven late in the fourth. Hardball, gutsy call, going for it on fourth down, uh, deep in your own end zone. Really, to if they don't get that, that game's uh, put away and everything. But Michigan had two muff punts. One almost ended the game on a safety. That, that would have been the worst way uh, to end the game ever. Don't. Don't catch the ball inside your chin. Just let the ball bounce, man. Just let it bounce. There's only like 30 seconds left anyways. Um, really, only 13 points until the uh, final minute in the fourth quarter is all Michigan had. So, I mean, this Alabama defense uh, really sh- did kind of shut down 
uh, Michigan's offense with Corm and J.J. McCarthy. Uh, J.J. had, I mean, it was 17-27 for 221 yards, three touchdowns, but I mean, no deep threats. I mean, a, run, a bunch of trick plays and everything, kind of busted coverages uh, that got Michigan uh, back in the game. I really did not like uh, Jalen Milrow at all in this game. 16 of 23 for 116 yards, zero touchdowns, and uh, one one fumble. I would have liked to. I, I could have watched Florida State road and Roadmaker uh, put up better yards and better more points in this game than Alabama did. I I, I think Florida State. Uh, I mean, obviously they got beat by 60. They had 23 opt outs. They were on their third string freshman quarterback. They would have had everybody for this game besides Travis. And I really do think Roadmaker and Florida State could have I mean, put up the same amount of points and put up 116 yards against this Michigan team. So. Uh, the Michigan defense line looked phenomenal. Don't know if it's just how bad Alabama's offensive line is. Every every snap was at the ground or just it, it did not look good for Alabama. Uh, every snap uh, at Milrose feet and uh, caused a bunch of caused a bunch of turnovers and uh, quarterback hurries, quarterback pressures. So that definitely puts you in a bad position. Uh, not a great position to win a football game. And, I mean, it cost them the final play, more than likely, with a low snap there. So, uh, i just impressed with Michigan's resilience and uh, defense line play for the, especially deep into the fourth quarter. Now, Bama had an 88% chance to win this game with four minutes left in the game. Uh, Harbaugh, I think this game puts him over the hump. And I think, I mean, huge sigh of relief for Michigan fans and Harbaugh as well. Uh, just six years without getting a bull win and finally getting a college football playoff semifinal win and one win away from a national championship. Uh, large bowl, or the Rose Bowl was the largest attended Rose Bowl game ever with 96,371 people in attendance. I mean, two historic programs, and uh, people are going to go watch this game, especially at the Rose Bowl. Uh, it probably was the best, I think, I think this is the second best college football semifinal ever. I think last year kind of just edges it for me. I mean, uh, Michigan and TCU, uh, it, that was so electric. Uh, big bang bang plays uh, coming down to the final possession as well. And then uh, you also had Ohio State versus Georgia, that game ending in a missed field goal. Uh, this game, I feel like Washington kind of had the uh, kind of had the big lead, kind of put it down in the second half, so it wasn't as fun. And then. Uh, Alabama, Michigan, it just was so lackluster offensively for me and just bad football, honestly. Uh, not great football for me. So I think last year's college football semifinal kind of edges it, but I mean, these are probably the two best semifinals that we've ever seen. Um, before I break down the national championship, talk a little bit more about uh, the New York Six and college football uh, bowl game recap. Uh, not a great bowl season. Uh, I think only they're only... Less than uh, less than twelve bowl games that were maybe even less than that. Uh, so significantly less bowl games that were one score games. It, it was not a close bowl season at all. So yeah, committees like oh we got the semifinal right with these two close games. Well you got the rest of the bowl games wrong, and uh, it's also got a largely do with the opt outs and. Uh, people transferring, going to the NFL draft, and, I mean, these games not meaning anything anymore because of the college football playoff. Uh, one game I'm, that was just horrible to watch, the Cotton Bowl, and that's a New York Six game, and there was no one playing in this game for Ohio State. Mich or Missouri basically had everyone. Ohio State had nobody uh, playing for them. 
and Missouri wins that snooze fest 14 to three. Uh, Ohio State got down to their third string quarterback, no uh, Maserati Harrison and a bunch of other guys out. So uh, not a great bowl game there, Miz M Missouri. I'm not taking anything away from. I'm, I'm not having putting that into stock for next season just because of how much Ohio State was missing. Uh, Missouri will lose a little bit for next year, but uh, just uh, that game didn't mean anything. Uh, Notre Dame finally gets a, I mean, a bowl win, a pretty good bowl win. Uh, but they played an Oregon State team that didn't have anybody uh, at quarterback or really offensively for them. So uh, that game didn't do anything. Clemson, they they had a few, they had players play and everything. They squeaked by Kentucky, which was uh, one of the few one-score games. And that game, I think, came down to the final 10 seconds when Clemson scored. So that was a fun game to watch. Uh, both teams pretty even there. Um Clemson, uh, I think getting eight wins on the season, maybe seven, eight wins on the season. So uh, Kentucky uh, should have won that game, but uh, ended up blowing it defensively. And then, uh, obviously, the other New York Six Bowl games, Georgia beats Florida State 63-3. to uh, I can't take too much away from this besides uh, Florida State had nobody playing. Uh, obviously, I, Georgia probably won this game. If Florida State has their guys playing, they had 23 player, 23 opt-outs on their third-string freshman quarterback. And, I mean, did Florida State want to play? I don't know. Uh, they got snubbed of not being in the college football playoffs, so uh, don't think they showed up. And Georgia now 128-10 to 10 in their bowl, in their last two bowl games outscoring their opponents. 128-10. to 10. And one was a national championship game, so... <laughs> Man, this Georgia team is spectacular. Maybe they got screwed by not getting left out of the playoff. Maybe Georgia should have got put in over Alabama. Maybe they're the top four team. So uh, you put up 63 points, pretty good. Uh, Ole Miss puts up 38 points, 540 yards, and 31st downs against the number one defense, Penn State. I tried telling you guys, Penn State, James Franklin, extremely overrated. Don't like James Franklin at all. I think uh, he is not good. Uh I, I he's four and sixteen against he's four and sixteen against top ten opponents and six and twenty nine versus top fifteen opponents in his coaching career. So uh, take with that what you will, but I definitely do not have much praise for uh, Penn State. Uh, or yeah, James Franklin's three of seventeen versus top ten teams and four of seventeen versus Ohio State and Michigan in his career. So not great. Not great for Franklin. Uh, Ole Miss, though, should be pretty good next year. They should be pretty deadly. Uh, did lose their top running back, Jack Jackson Dark back, and they've made a lot of splash in the transfer portal. So I expect them uh, to be pretty good, especially coming off an 11-win season, which is their first in history for that school. Uh, Oregon, Bo Nix being the record setter uh, with most touchdowns, having the best season in Oregon history uh, with uh, most passing touchdowns and total yards. He also has the best QBR. Uh, for a season uh, beating out Mac Jones. So Bo Nix, special career, uh, special, mainly at Oregon. And they get a big win over Liberty, which was expected. Uh, expected for that. So, uh, All right, now moving on to the national championship. What we are waiting for, national championship Monday in Houston. So uh, both teams traveling quite a bit of ways for this national championship. Michigan is a four and a half point favorite in this one. 
I think that's a little much, uh, especially with what we saw from Washington putting up 37 on what was supposed to be a phenomenal uh, Texas uh, defense line and uh, really a Washington team that kind of been struggling a little bit uh, until they played Oregon again. but And then a Michigan team that had 13 points going to the late in the fourth quarter and uh, really was a fourth down and two away and almost a muff punt into the end zone from losing. So... I think that's a little much. I think Washington or Washington is America's team. Uh, a lot of people are rooting for Washington just because of the Harbaugh saga being suspended six games this year, and uh, him just weird guy, a weird guy for sure, and uh, just their cheating scandal with uh, Connor Stallions and all that. So uh, I think Washington is America's team that they are mainly rooting for in this national championship game. And uh, this Pen- Michael Penix is fun to watch. He's a great story. I mean, tearing two ACLs, being at Indiana, transferring to uh, Washington, and having a win over Michigan when he was at Indiana. And it's good to see people finally tuning in and watching Michael Penix because I think a lot of people did not watch him uh, in the season. I mean, especially SEC, the the uh, Eastern, South, Southern uh Geographic, just because these Washington games were late at night, and I mean it's Washington, so who really wanted to watch that? Uh, could be Jim, uh, Jim Harbaugh's last game. I, I I do believe that. I believe this was Harbaugh's final game at Michigan. I believe he's going to the NFL, and I I think it would be smart just to go ahead, head out. You made it to the national championship. If you win, you win. If you don't, you don't. Uh, but uh, you want to be in the in the NFL for Harbaugh. That's where he wants to be. Uh, Washington's offense line, I mean, they're way better than Bama's. They, Michigan pounded Alabama on the O-line, and they, they're going to be uh, get a very different animal this week with Washington's. They're going to be able to throw them around and get through them and uh, pressure Penix as much as they did with Milrow. Um, like I said, uh, Washington's running back Johnson will play in this game. That is huge. I mean, he is a thousand yard rusher. Washington not great in the run game total per game, but I do have a thousand yard rusher and it's important to get him back just to have that option and uh, kind of cloak and dagger with the pass and the rush game. Corm though, I mean a monster as well. A thousand yard rusher on the season also. He he's a beast. Uh, he's one of the better running backs in the country. And uh, he's got twenty five touchdowns as well. So uh, a bunch of games bunch of touchdowns last week and uh, became the, I believe, all-time Michigan touchdown scorer uh, last week at the Rose Bowl. So, uh, ESPN analytics give Washington only a 25% chance to win. I, I don't know how much you play into ESPN analytics. Don't look at them every game for this, but uh, with such a big game, kind of have to. Uh, 25 is not much. That is nothing. Uh, that is that is that means they don't think it's going to be a close game at all. And I definitely think this will be a much closer game than that. Um, Penix has 2,000 more passing yards than J.J. McCarthy. 2,000 more. Uh, Penix could pass over 5,000 yards if he goes for a monster game uh, against Michigan. I could see that happen, and J.J. will probably go over 3,000. Uh, but Penix has 35 touchdowns, does have 9 interceptions, while J.J. only has 22 touchdowns and 4 interceptions. So they're really do- I mean, J.J. McCarthy is a really good game manager, uh, kind of like this Brock Purdy in the NFL and some of these other quarterbacks. But uh, I, P- Penix is a playmaker, and I like playmaker quarterbacks who can, uh, when a play is broken, they can, make a, they can make a play by themselves. 
Um, both score at 37 points per game, but Washington gives up 24, and Michigan only gives up 10. But like I'm saying, the Big Ten overrated with their offenses. Their offenses are not good besides, obviously, the top three teams who can put up some points. And uh, Washington played in, I think, the best conference in football this year in the Pac-12. So uh, a little skewed there, in my opinion. I think Washington still has a really good defense, and we saw it uh, on the final play and really until late in the fourth quarter. Uh, shutting down Texas for a little bit. and um, uh, Number one pass offense with Michael Penix in Washington versus number two pass defense with Michigan. And Michigan is now the number one overall defense. So that is going to be a phenomenal matchup to watch. Can Penix get his throws? Can he hit those receivers? Just thread the needle like he did in the last game. Uh, University of Washington already 6-0 versus the top 25 and uh, Washington get the ground game going, I think, early against this, and against this really good Michigan defense, whose uh, their worst is against the rush, ninth in the rush, but second against the pass. And uh, J.J. McCarthy has to go off. He has to get 250 yards. He's got to get two touchdowns at least. Uh, it, it is indoors, so this is definitely to Washington's advantage. Uh, no, the, uh, no weather involved uh, doesn't hurt them at all. Uh, definitely like Washington and the points. I think four and a half is a lot. And I'm going to go with the university, or for my 2024, 2023, 2024 national champions in college football, I'm going to go the University of Washington to get the win over Michigan. Give me the Washington Huskies to defeat Michigan in the natty. All right, let me know your guys' picks for the game should be a great game. I'm excited for it. Uh, Monday does start at 6.30 p.m. Central. So early game. Usually I start that game late at 8. But uh, should be great. Going Washington. Get the upset again. All right. Moving into on this day in history. Uh, 1681. Throwing it back on this one. The first recorded boxing match. Uh, 1953. Harry Truman announces the American development of the hydrogen bomb. And then 1975, an old person's favorite, Will of Fortune, debuts on NBC. Uh, happy birthday, George Reeves, Bradley Cooper, and Nicolas Cage. That's on this day in history, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. Uh, check them out in Oklahoma City or check them out on the web, hefnereyecare.com. And check out uh, the live stream on millions.co at Burgers and Brats. Check out the store. Check out some merch. Go get some new merch for the new year. And check out the Amazon list. Uh, specialty items on there. Alright, the NFL. Week 17 is in the books. And uh, some good games. I mean, Lamar Jackson. This the, he is phenomenal. Uh, I really thought this game to, with Tua and Lamar could decide the MVP race. And it is Lamar. I mean, they won 56-19. to 19. Uh, He went 18 of 21, 321 yards, and five touchdowns. Perfect passer rating. Uh, Lamar Jackson is special. I, I now just need him to, I mean, go deep into a playoff run. Uh, we need Lamar to show something in the postseason. I think this is the year they can. I mean, they lock up the number one seed. They uh, have two phenomenal wins back-to-back uh, -back against 49ers and Miami. So uh, expect good things from Lamar and the Ravens in the playoffs coming up. Should be sitting everyone for Week 18. Maybe give Lamar a quarter, maybe maybe a half. 
K1, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals go into Philadelphia and get the win. That definitely didn't help their draft stock uh, at all, so uh, probably drop them down in that, but they get a big win over Philadelphia. Philadelphia, what are we doing, man? Jalen, what are we doing up there? Uh, Got to get back on track, especially for these playoffs, so we'll see uh, if they get some action or some rest in Week 18. Uh, San Francisco, good all around. Good all around. Don't need anything. All right, Lions. They get screwed over in Dallas. Uh, Lionmen went to go report to the official. Official got confused and said, uh, then called the penalty for illegal touching on the Lions after they make a two-point conversion. I like Dan Campbell going for it for two the first time, but when you get that penalty and you back it up to the seven-yard line, I, I really like, I would have liked if you kicked the ball. Uh, you can't, that's hard to get two-point, I mean, any, if it's not a two-point conversion, I mean, just a touchdown, I mean, NFL players are so good, it's hard to score from that far out, and your your bag is not that deep, you can't run the ball, uh, you can't really throw a little screen out, uh, you, you can't do those short little passes, it's got to be to the end zone, I mean, a quarterback drop, and you got to throw the ball at least 10, 15 yards into the end zone, and it's crowded down there, it's very crowded in the end zone when you don't have much space to work, so... Uh, definitely would have liked seeing a extra point attempt there, but you know, Buffalo keeps their playoff hopes alive, and uh, they've been looking really good. I believe they won five straight, so they they have been looking phenomenal in this one. Houston, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, all keeping their hopes alive. New Orleans hopes alive uh, for the postseason. Pittsburgh, and then Green Bay also keeping them alive. They've got a showdown for a playoff spot. Uh, this weekend, uh, Chiefs win the AFC West, uh, getting a close win over the Bengals, and then uh, a bunch of other teams eliminated. So a bunch of teams made it to the week eight, week seventeen, week eighteen uh, before getting eliminated. It was a really close field all around. I mean, the AFC and NFC were both. I mean, they're all separated by uh, in their deep bags by one to two games. So uh, very close. Not a not a great season. A lot of, I mean. Even but not great matchups and uh, just didn't have the oomph and the star power and the the will to watch and the want to watch uh, these games. So uh, NFL season one more week coming and then coming to a close. So let's break down Week 18 with uh, kind of the, some some of the notable games uh, for uh, this weekend and. Hopefully some of these teams can clinch a playoff berth. So we got Atlanta at New Orleans. New uh, Orleans, a three-point favorite in this one. Desmond Ritter and the Falcons, man. This this team has got to try something new next year. Arthur Smith, I think he's got to be gone. Uh, just has got to be gone. I mean, didn't use Bijan at all in the beginning. Finally started using him, and he's almost in the 1,000-yard rusher. So happens when you use your good players. Uh, Ritter, 2,500 yards, 10 touchdowns. Uh, on the season and I mean 11 interceptions so you're not going to win games and a quarterback turns it over double digits throughout the season uh, Bijan I expect him to probably get eh, 50 yards away from 1,000 so utilize him and you got to win this game so you got to use all your star power Chris Olave for the Saints 1,000 yards but only 4 touchdowns so impressed with him on the season especially with the quarterback play and Derek Carr uh, getting that many yards is uh, really impressive. Both offenses pretty middle of the road. 
Atlanta. Uh, do have a do have your ground game against these Saints. Uh, you got to use Bijan and uh, go against this Saints team that uh, is not great against the rush. That's their biggest weakness going against the rush. So expect them to uh, use go against that. Uh, Atlanta two and six on the road. Mm, not not a great place to play in the Superdome. Pretty hard to play. Uh, it, two and six. Yeah, you're not set up for success, especially in a must-win game. Uh, both though are three and three when scored first. So hey, these teams have scored first before, but they don't know how to hold it. Oh, it's hard to pick this one because they're both so bad. But give me the Saints, twenty-three to twenty over the Falcons. Uh, better game, Houston at Indianapolis. Indianapolis or Houston is a one-point favorite in this one. This game is Saturday at 7.15 Central on ABC and ESPN. Indiana, uh, they're the last team in right now. Indiana is the last team in right now. Houston, one game behind. Uh, I mean, this is for the AFC South. So whoever wins this game is going to the playoffs. Big implications. Uh, these teams met, but it was like week two, week three, when Anthony Richardson was still playing in and Indiana, Indianapolis uh, got the win. Uh, both quarterbacks uh, leading their teams with uh, Minshew and Stroud. I mean, Stroud was a phenomenal, did miss a few games, but he's got 21 touchdowns on the year and five interceptions. This was a phenomenal pickup by the Houston Texans, and I expect this uh, to pay off even more next year. Uh, Nico Collins, 1,000 yards on the year. Michael Pittman for the Colts, 1,000 yards uh, with Gardner Minshew. Uh, Indiana a ground game with Moss. Uh, Goes against the Houston number three rush defense. Houston only giving up 88 yards per game on the ground, so it should be a fun one to watch. Uh, this this Houston team, I mean, I, I really like what they've done, and I like what the Colts have done with Minshew coming in and uh, still being able to sustain a winning season. And I didn't have high expectations for this Colts team. Maybe it was completely different with Anthony Richardson, but uh, they've got players all around. Um, Houston bad on the road. Colts bad at home, so really coin flip. I mean, it's a one one uh, point swing right here. But thing is, Indiana's eight and zero when leading at the half. They're not gonna be leading at the half. Give me the Houston Texans twenty seven to twenty four over the Colts. And then finally, Sunday night football. Uh, this is the game we're most excited for. We are going to want to see uh, Buffalo. In Miami, Miami, or Buffalo, a three-point favorite in this one. Sunday Night Football, winner gets the AFC East. Winner goes to the playoffs. Bills, uh, if Bills lose, I mean, pretty much out of this. Or if Bills win, they could still. Or no, yeah, if Bills lose, they're out of this. Uh, Allen, Josh Allen is 9-2 and two against Miami in the regular season, where he's got 31 touchdowns against this Miami team. I mean, this Miami team has been decent uh, for a couple years. And I should not say anything like when Brady was beating this Miami team. Uh, both quarterbacks, though, have an interception problem. Miami, uh, first, in first in passing, first in total offense, first in points, and top five on in the running game. So uh, they got weapons. They got an arsenal so deep on this Miami team. And it it's hard to pick against them. But, uh, I mean, you saw what they did against the Baltimore team, putting up only 19 points. They put up 70 uh, earlier in the year. So, I mean, it's just so hot and cold in the NFL. And this Bill team, top five offense, top ten defense. Um, Buffalo does have a good rush attack. I mean, I like how they've been using Josh Allen in the run game. They win games when they use Josh Allen in the running game. And uh, that's why they've won uh, five in a row now. Uh, 
but Miami's got a really stout defense of line. So it's fun to watch that matchup, see what they do against Josh Allen, see if they bring pressure, have spy and all that. Uh, Miami, 7-1 and one at home. Buffalo, 3-4 and four on the road. Buffalo was also, uh, or Buffalo's been in five, or Buffalo's five and six in one score games this year. Tough game to pick, but I'm going with the hot hand here. Uh, I think Miami gets their second loss at home. Buffalo wins 28-25 to for the AFC East. So that should be a really fun game. Uh, right now for the uh, standings in the AFC, uh, one, you got the Ravens followed by the Dolphins at two, three, the Chiefs, and then four, the Jaguars, who still don't have the AFC South title yet, depending on the Colts, Texans, and all of that. In the wild card, you got the Browns, who have clinched uh, a playoff spot. But six and seven, the Bills and Colts have not clinched yet. And then eight and nine, you got Texans and Steelers, one game back, trying to make the playoffs. In the NFC, uh, you got the 49ers, followed by the Cowboys and Lions, locked in one through three. Fourth, you got the Buccaneers right now, who have not clinched yet, still waiting for this game with uh, Carolina, Saints, and the Falcons. In the wild card, locked in the Eagles and the Rams, five and six. That final spot uh, still open. Uh, Packers are sitting there right now, but Seahawks and Saints are right there, one game behind. So uh, I am picking the Packers to win this game against the Bears. I'm picking the Buccaneers to win, and they clinch uh, over the Carolina Panthers. And the uh, I, I expect the Jaguars to uh, clinch. In this one, they do play the Titans and uh, don't don't expect much. But Jaguars, I believe, should get that final spot as well. But, uh, I mean, Houston wins and Jacksonville loses. Uh, whoever wins that uh, Colts-Texans uh, game, I mean, uh, that definitely implicates seedings. And still going to be looking, probably still going to be different seedings uh, when, when Week 18 finally concludes on Sunday, so it's going to be fun seeing all of these playoff matchups, and uh, it should be an exciting playoffs. I mean, all these teams are pretty even throughout the year, and not much variety, and uh, expect some close games through the playoffs. Nothing, no team. The top two teams for me are, I think, obviously the Ravens and the 49ers in both, <clears throat> in the whole NFL and uh, really, honestly, other than that, I think any team can really make it in. I think a random team could find their way into the Super Bowl that we don't expect. Uh, I think, I mean, Ravens have a history of, I mean, uh, losing the playoffs at least of recently. So uh, we'll see. But should should be a good NFL playoff. So excited for Week 18. All right, let's go into the final segment, who I'm sharing my burger and brought with. Pets. Uh, caring for pets help stave off uh, cognitive decline in, in individuals over 50 who live alone. So if you're over 50 and you live alone, you need a pet. You, you need a dog or a cat. That'll help um, get rid of some cognitive decline or help slow it down at least. Uh, the study w- uh, included 8,000 participants in Britain uh, over an eight-year period. 35% of the participants owned pets and 30% lived alone. Uh, pet ownership was associated with slower rates of decline among older adults living alone. Uh, but owning a cat or a dog did not make a difference uh, for older people who lived with other people. So 
Uh, live alone uh, somewhere. Go get yourself a dog. Go get yourself a cat. Uh, it definitely helps uh, with the aging process, especially cognitively, and that is an important, huge thing uh, to have. So, share my burger brought with the pets of the world. Who doesn't love their pet and having a pet? All right, everyone, thank you all for listening. Welcome to 2024, the first podcast of 2024. Glad to have you guys on board for another great year. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, let me know your your uh, college football national championship picks and your week 18 NFL picks. Make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, anywhere. Get your podcast at Burgers and Brats. Check out the podcast on millions.co or the podcast website, burgersbroadspodcast.com. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe.